United States submarine base at Key West, Florida. The dispatch that quoted President Truman's press secretary, Charles Cross, as saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Ross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy deny that such objects... Hey! Hi! Let, we'll jump right into this, but first, let me say, yeah. Hey, what's up? My name's Noelle, and people have been, see, like, the people who got to see the advanced screenings of Oppenheimer are now online saying um, it will completely destroy you as a person. You okay. will be forever changed. Um, yeah. You will feel the weight of, honestly the human the mortality of the human race and world ending destruction upon your shoulders mm-hmm. and um frankly i can't fucking wait i cannot wait i am so excited for barbie coming out on the same day july 21st um we signed up for the barbie crocs drop which is um honestly i put and this is controversial take number one spot Barbie Crocs, number two, Margaritaville Crocs. Because I agree. Because I want to celebrate women above all else. I want to celebrate women. Um, I want to hold women on a pedestal. I want to hold Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie on a pedestal. Um, and when it comes bare knuckle brawl, pink disco ball croc charm versus shot. That's so small you can't even pour a shot in it, Croc Charm. Mm-hmm. Disco Ball wins every time. Also, yeah. the fundamental makeup, Barbie Crocs, the platform um, Lizzie McGuire sandal version, Margaritaville Crocs, no platform, not even a centimeter of lift on that bitch. No, those are my smallest shoes. It's yes. so weird to wear them because I'm like, what? I'm, I'm on below the, ground. the clouds down yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah very yeah. weird. Um, I did just get my hands on a pink, a pair of the pink Mega Crush Crocs. Shout out to Ginger Lifesaver. Uh, but I am excited to have a closed-toed pair of pink Crocs so that mm-hmm. I can take them on adventures and um, maybe the maybe the manicure or the pedicure is a little chipped that day. Mm-hmm. I can cover it up. Mm-hmm. Barbie will not shame me. And they're also purposefully only giving us also, hey, what's up? That's Chelsea. Oh yeah, hi. They're only giving us a section, like a side view. You can't even see half the charms on the no. other half of the crock. And you can no. see where they lay. You cannot see what they are. And um, you know, Chris Jenner works hard, but Barbie's marketing team works harder. Yes. I hundred percent agree. I think that if I had to pick a manager. I would pick the Barbie marketing team and let them who, run my life. I want to know who's doing it. I want to see the fucking um, King Arthur roundtable mm-hmm. of marketers and social media managers who are a part of like the Barbie PR team yeah. because they are making miracles happen as far as I'm concerned. They are, it's like at the very end of the Matrix where he goes in and it's just the one guy who runs everything, the curator. It's him, but it's actually just Trixie Mattel, the drag queen. And mm-hmm. it just, boop, 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 boop. it's like Minority Report where they're trying to figure out when a murder is going to happen. It's just Tom Cruise fucking flipping the screen, doing yeah. this back and forth. They can't see what I'm doing, but just doing this back and forth. Boop, yeah. Boop, 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 like She's throwing lights. A- 
a moving of the hands motion like you're trying yeah. to crack a safe. Yep, 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 yep. It is just the brightest minds. Get that, get Barbie's marketing team working with NASA is all I'm saying. All I'm saying is that if Barbie had a hand in the Manhattan Project nuclear program, mm-hmm. I don't know what would have happened, but I know it would have been a success. And define success how you want it to be. Like maybe the bomb dropped and then everybody had a change of heart and was like, we don't need war anymore. That's what the Barbie bomb would have been. Yeah. If all I'm saying is if the Barbie marketing team was there during the race for the atom bomb, they would have been like, hey, United States government, Germany and Japan actually flubbed it. And they are not able to make it. I just mm-hmm. want to let you guys know. I think what you're doing is cool. I love it. I love the energy. But just so you know, we don't have to actually build these um, fake cities, these sham cities to do this anymore because we don't have to. They, yeah. can't, they physically can't do it. They don't have the capabilities. And they would say that while also covering it in hot pink cheetah print. Oh, it would have been so nice. Yeah, it would have been. The world honestly would be a different place, probably for the better. We would have given them Skipper. Do without Skipper. You can yeah. have her. Yeah. I bet if I bet if the atom bomb wasn't created, like we wouldn't have Skipper for sure. Yeah. There's no reality where we drop an atom bomb and also don't have to suffer with the annoying little sister Skipper. Yeah. I got a Skipper also, once for my birthday and I've never been such a cunt in my whole life. I was like, no, what I is agree. this bullshit? Who did this to me? I also think that, like, we wouldn't have gotten that weird Barbie that, like, gives birth. Do you remember that? Yeah. I just, like, think we would have also... Yeah, we could have done without that one, too. Yeah. Like, all of the apocalyptic atrocities. Yeah. Like, do you remember she literally had a baby inside of her stomach cavity, and you could remove it? Yeah. You could have her fully crown. Yeah. I Um, just think, like, we would have skipped that altogether. Luckily, my parents did not curse me with that atrocity. They got me the Barbie that came with the dolphin. And then you hit the little back on the dolphin. It'd be like, oh, my God. I know exactly what you're talking about. I had um, the Barbie with the jet ski. Nice. I also had a dream catcher. You'd pull it and be like, and then their wings would like go like this. Oh, they go, one of Whoo! the one of the best finds ever when that girl opens it on Christmas Day <laughs> yeah. and shoots it right to the fireplace. <laughs> I think mine. I might still have mine in like storage somewhere because I don't think I would have let that get thrown away. Well, because we it was finally it something that was mine and not my older sister's. Oh, dude, I have I ever told this dark Barbie lore before? I don't think so. Okay, well, I'm going to. I need everyone to put their judgment aside before we get into the episode. Okay. I, um, my cousin and I, my cousin Nikki, shout out if you're, if you're listening. Um, I'm so sorry for this. <laughs> um, we are, I'm like a few months older than her. We grew up together and we were staying at my grandma's house in Vermont. And she, like, lives in, like, a fucking cabin house on top of a hill with, like, a wood-burning fireplace. It's very, like, time period era. It's creepy. It's cool. Whatever. Nikki was always given toys by her dad. Mm -hmm. Um, Her parents weren't together. Her dad would, like, shower her with toys. And I don't know why I felt a type of way about this, but, like, 
keep in mind only child syndrome and i was like yeah. evil like when right. my sister was born they had to send me away because i was <laughs> yeah you were I the was, opposite of matilda you were just yeah. not a delight i was evil i was evil incarnate and so i was like getting spoiled with toys too but for whatever reason when she would get spoiled with toys in front of me and i didn't have anything vileness consumed me mm -hmm. and um it was the beanie babies and barbie era and she would like <laughs> we had like a, a room that we shared together and like played in and keep in mind grandma's house creepy scary cabin the right. windows had like a crank system where you'd like crank it and it would like push it open yeah. right middle of winter in vermont fucking snow is like 10 feet tall We'd be playing in there. I'd be like, let me see that beanie baby. Can I see it? I just want to hold it really quick in my hands. And she'd be like, no. And I'd be like, let me just, I just like want to see it. Can I hold it close to my face? And she would give it to me. And I would crank that window open as fast as I could and throw that bitch out. And it would sink into the fucking 10 foot snow, never to be found until spring when it has gone down the fucking mountain. Evil. <laughs> okay. But wait, child. it yeah. gets worse. It gets worse because if that couldn't handle it, if that wasn't enough, she comes over and she comes with a in the box Pocahontas Barbie doll. Okay. And she has like a little brush, a little Barbie brush, and she has taken it out of the box and she's brushing the hair. Yeah. And we're sitting in the living room playing with toys. And I go, hey, can I take a quick little look at that Pocahontas Barbie doll real quick? I know Just she gives it to you. And Just she's wrong peaky. for that. Yeah. <laughs> can I can have like a little fucking it like it's come on georgie let me play with it come into the sewer and play like yeah i was like evil let me can i just hold it really quick i just want to let me just get a little closer look and i think begrudgingly she gives it to me she's dumb and i look her dead i look her dead in the eyes evil remember evil the fire is billowing bright i look her dead in the eyes and i take that fucking pocahontas barbie and i throw it in the fireplace oh my god she's gonna have like a complex is she in therapy now <laughs> probably <laughs> I you throw won't. it into the fireplace uh -huh. and my grandpa looks sh and he's clearly trying not to laugh He's yeah. clearly trying not to laugh right. because I am stone cold Steve Austin. Yeah. I am just, I'm not even smiling. I'm just like dead eyed staring at her and she's got like tears in her eyes and he takes, <laughs> he takes the little like clampers that you use to like oh move yeah. wood around yeah. and he grabs it and he's like shaking it off. Right. Mm -hmm. This bitch's face is gone. It oh is my God. melted and he just oh. drops it on the floor and she like looks at it and then looks at me and I'm like, what are you gonna do <laughs> and then i get sent in time out and i have to just sit in a chair facing a wall and you are just pure vileness just possessed by a demon i'm just like got the biggest smile just on my giggling face. yeah just like <laughs> you're laughing but it's like <laughs> echoing through the trees like <laughs> so yeah evil that is oh. you know the way i know sorry about it <laughs> i'm not gonna say i was a beat child but the way i would have been beaten 
<laughs> I would have done that, yeah. but I know that your parents feared you, so I wouldn't do anything. So you just got put in timeout. I love that. Yeah, yeah. My parents weren't there, um, but like they would have done anything anyway. So because I, my mom would have went to go slap me, and I would have ran away and caused the scene yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. So if you're trying to figure out why I am the way I am, know that I, I just did that on my own. I created that in my own mind. <laughs> yeah, unchecked bitchiness. I think that's what it was. You were just not checked hard enough. Yeah. Well, that's so. the thing. Like when you are like the biggest and scrappiest of the cousins no one can take you down it is the yeah. um you know i was the king like who's a really bad king who was the who was Midas. the king yeah i was like very much no i need someone worse i need like caligula uh, no who killed i'm king henry okay. i'm killing all well, of my caligula wives. was worse than henry but bold well, choice <laughs> i mean remember we had this whole disagreement about like was he actually the worst or was he just badass but no, he um, was the worst. All this to say, all this to say, that's what happens when you have unchecked power. Yeah, absolutely. Because I would have been, I just would have been dead. My mom would have come over like a Marine and just snapped my neck and been like, and laid my little body <laughs> down. <laughs> um, but I was a little sweetheart, so I always got picked on. And I was a crybaby, man. Believe it or not, because I'm still a crybaby today, but I was a fucking crybaby when I was little. Yeah, man, it's tough. It's, uh, you know, nature but versus nurture is very we're, interesting. Yeah, we're coming at this from two different worlds. I am the youngest and you are the oldest. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I was the oldest and I was raised by a child who was like, if you have a problem, just fight people about it. And I'd be like, OK, bet. Yeah, you're like, and all right. I, yeah. Then I became no. fucking King Joffrey. But <laughs> anyway, speaking of uh, terrible, <laughs> yeah, speaking, speaking of terrible of things, things allowed to gain power without being checked. This one's going to be a fun one. Can't wait. So let me readjust here. Refix my high pony. Let's dive in. Folklore and urban legends have long fascinated us with tales of peculiar creatures inhabiting caves and sewers like Noel. These mysterious beings are said to haunt underground network stations, contributing to their notorious reputation, and now and then become friends with rats and fight crime. Get it? Because they're the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I like what you did there. Thanks. Um, see, if you have to explain it, it makes it funnier. So, <laughs> sewer systems hidden oh beneath bustling God. cities possess an aura of mystery and trepidation. Passed down through generations, stories of gargantuan creatures lurking in the depths evoke a sense of eerie fascination. While ghostly apparitions find their homes in ancient castles, the sewer systems offer a unique setting for tangible horrors. Yeah, like the fucking 20-foot goldfish that someone flushed down the toilet after winning it at the state fair. Oh my god, it's just like, love me! Yeah. Like, slopping around like a little job of the hut. Yeah. Um, urban explorers and curious individuals paint vivid pictures of creatures who have adapted to the dark, damp environment. And these rumored sewer inhabitants possess monstrous forms, twisted by evolution and attuned to the pitch black darkness. You know, I'm having a hard time not reading this in the same way I was reading Star Wars over the weekend, where I just want to add like a storyteller inflection. I mean, I think you should if you want. That was so enjoyable. Was it? Um, okay. I, yeah, I loved it. Also, I like how you kept out um, 
being fueled by human fecal matter as another reason. <laughs> yeah, that too. For them being monstrous forms. Well, I think if you if you survived off of human shit and piss, like you would be a creature too. Yeah, I feel like just anytime I've come in contact with human poop, I've always gotten massively sick. But that's right. It, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Exactly. I got there. I got to the point eventually. Sometimes I have to talk myself through it. I get it. Yeah, I'm very stupid. So, whispers of nightmarish beings with glistening scales and razor-sharp sh- razor claws echo through the tunnels, and some describe colossal reptilian creatures, remnants of prehistoric eras, thriving in the subterranean abyss. And these subterranean leviathans glide effortlessly. <sighs> Reading is so fucking hard. Let me get it. I didn't want you to judge me for having a beer, but I guess it is 1 p.m. right now. Yeah, it's 1 Ah, you know what they say helps reading comprehension? Alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) I drive better when I'm drunk. Um, I don't get behind the wheel unless (laughs) I've had three beers. (laughs) Just kidding. This is totally Uh, just kidding. That's totally kidding. I'm such a lightweight that I don't even touch it when I'm driving. Please believe me. Um, I'm going to start that whole thing over. Whispers of nightmarish beings with glistening scales and razor fucking razor sharp <laughs> claws echo through the tunnels some describe colossal reptilian creatures remnants of prehistoric eras thriving in the subterranean abyss and these subterranean leviathans glide effortlessly through the dark causing ripples and stagnant waters and other tales speak of hulking creatures with immense strength adapted to their dim environment And these sewer-dwelling behemoths possess monstrous strength capable of rendering concrete and iron, uh, ripping it completely apart with formidable claws. And their primal instincts grant them unparalleled ferocity, making them formidable adversaries to any unwitting intruder. And these alluring tales um, lie in juxtaposition of the familiar with the unknown. Sewer systems, once designed for mundane purposes such as waste disposal, become transformed into realms of mystery and potential danger. And these narratives remind us that even in the most ordinary and mundane of places, there may exist wonders of terror beyond our comprehension. The allure of the unknown and the fear of the dark are universal human experiences. And stories of sewer-dwelling creatures tap into these primal instincts, stirring our imagination and reminding us about the depths of our fears. We can't even escape the notion of murder clowns in the sewers, for their far-reaching terror knows no bounds. Two things. Number one, one of my favorite pieces of meme artwork on the internet is, The horrors persist, and so do I. Um, The second one is, do you remember, what was it? When was like the murder clowns? Ep- like, do you re- like 2012? 2018? Like, when were the when were the fucking murder clowns? Doesn't it feel 2016? Oh my god, yeah. The 2016 clown sightings was a case of mass hysteria fueled by reports of people disguised as evil clowns. Oh, it was no, but. Mass hysteria. I saw videos. <laughs> the hysteria uh, was real. Don't the, let them take that from us, because I lived through the fucking trenches of clown warfare. And if you tell me that this is just shell shock, I'm gonna spit in your mother's face. I. There is no fucking way they're calling this fucking mass hysteria because 
I remember seeing footage. They're so, saying it was a hoax. Yeah. There was 100%. I think they're saying it was a hoax only because, like, no one was actually murdered. No one but died. seeing the clan. We're not talking about murders. I live in Murderville, USA, man. Mm-hmm. Just clowns. That's, like, the cherry on top of the murders. Like, I can't even get to the cake because the cake is covered with fucking clowns, so I'm not even getting to the murder yeah. part yet. How can it be a hoax if there were literal clown costume bands, yeah. like, in school districts and bars? They're trying to rewrite history. They're trying to they give us really a are. effect. Well, I thank God I am like, <laughs> in that big sneeze. What was that? That you was like, a big sneeze. Okay, okay. Um, but anyway, I can't believe we were just gaslit in real time. Oh my god. I'm not gonna let it happen. I know no, it happened. It was real to me, damn it. It was real, yeah. It was more real than fucking wrestling was, that's for sure. So, exploring the accounts and legends surrounding the creatures of the subterranean realm reveals a rich tapestry of fascination that spans across cultures and civilizations. From ancient myths to modern urban legends, humans have been captivated by what lies beneath the surface. It speaks to our innate curiosity and desire to uncover the mysterious and inexplicable. However, in the midst and realms of legends, it is important to recognize that not all inhabitants of sewer systems are the stuff of nightmares. Like Noel said, many species of animals have overcome the shit to adapt to subterranean life and can be found in happy little habitats within these underground networks. Rats, for example, obviously thrive in sewer tunnels, which utilize them as sources of food and shelter. And other small mammals, like mice and shrews, have also made their home in these environments, carving out spaces and utilizing available resources. Aquatic life can also be found in sewer systems, particularly in tunnels connected to bodies of water. You want to know something? Yeah. Do you want to know why I can't have um, the tap water in New York City and why you probably shouldn't either? Because you specifically poisoned it to get back at your poor fucking cousin and all the terrors <laughs> that you have unleashed on her. Um, yes and no. Um, there's shrimp in it. There's microscopic shrimp in the tap water in New York. And the health department knows about it, but they won't do anything about it because these little microscopic shrimp eat the mosquito larvae. Oh. Yeah, they like it's the reason why it's quote unquote the reason why the t- tap water tastes so good. It's why people are now saying New York bagels taste so good because they're using the tap water. Shrimp it has water? shrimp in it. Yeah, so it gives it like an umami flavor. What if um, I'm allergic to shellfish? That's what I'm saying. Uh, could you imagine? <clears throat> You're just taken out by like a cup of water from an, the tap in New York. Um, but and you wouldn't see them, they're like microscopic, but interesting, right? That is wild. And so I believe watch it. out. Watch well, out if you have the, a yeah. shellfish allergy. Don't drink tap water in New York. If someone says, um, would you like tap or sparkling? Say sparkling. I'd say neither because sparkling is gross and I will never be that desperate. Well, you're wrong for that, well. but it's fine. So uh, fish species such as catfish, apparently shrimp and carp have been mm-hmm. documented in certain sewer networks. And they've adapted to the dark, nutrient-rich waters. Nutrient-rich is a fun way to say shit-filled. Yeah, and they also say they find sustenance Mm, within the underground currents. 
Invertebrates and anthropods, such as spiders, beetles, and cockroaches, have also adapted to the dark and damp conditions of the sewer systems, capitalizing on the organic matter flowing through the food source. Fun. These creatures play a fun and important role in the ecosystem, contributing to the intricate web of life that thrives in even the most unexpected places. The resilience and adaptability of these animals reminds us of nature's ability to thrive in even the most harsh of environments. And it is testament to the remarkable resilience when it comes to even man-made structures, because nature always finds a way. Thank you, Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. Especially but, in human shit. Yeah. But I'm sure that if we were to ask anyone in New York what they hear about things living in the sewers, most would, well, now I know about the fucking shrimp, but... <laughs> Most would probably mention the legends of alligators inhabiting the sewer systems within large cities. And we can actually dive into that a little bit right now. Historically, accounts of alligators in New York City's sewers date back to the mid-20th century. The popular narrative suggests that these alligators were initially brought into the city as pets, but then they were flushed down the toilet as they grew larger. Um... No, I don't believe that. I feel like all everyone thinks that alligators live in sewer systems no matter what city you live. And I don't think anyone thought that they were flushed down the toilet. I think that they just thought that they crawled in there because they're weird little guys. Yeah, or people like just shoved them down a sewer pipe. Yeah, or like because we've built up cities and New York is just a giant city on top of a trash pile. Some would say a trash pile on top of a trash pile Mm -hmm. that all the native species and all the animals were pushed out to the outskirts and alligators just so happened to find themselves in sewers. Yeah. They just went down. Yeah. And now, as we know with that viral flight footage, they're now taking to the air. Mm-hmm. So while some alligators have been found in the sewers, these incidents are relatively rare and can be attributed to recently introduced pets rather than established populations. I feel like one alligator in the sewer is enough to be yeah, like... it's too many. That means we that's, Yeah. Yeah. We have society of let other nature down. Um, claims of albino alligators or mutations resulting from the lack of sunlight in the sewers does lack scientific evidence. The subterranean environment of the sewers is not really conducive to the long-term survival and breeding of alligators. And moreover, there have unfortunately been no confirmed reports of alligator attacks on humans in New York City sewer systems. But fingers crossed that they take the lead from the orcas and begin their long-awaited land war soon. Can't wait. Take them down. (laughs) Now, I would be remiss if I didn't add this in, but I think it was Oliver that said it. But he thought that death by alligator would be death by shark. Would be better than death by shark? Yeah. That's incorrect, I believe. I I could have dreamt it, but he. I was like, they don't even get, like a shark hits you and you're basically bled out and done. But I feel like an mm-hmm. alligator takes you under and then goes into the death spin and then you're bopping up and down while they take pieces. Yeah. I feel like um, alligators are more like rip and tear. Yeah. Um, whereas a shark is just... Uh, like Incapac- yeah. yeah, incapacitate Boom. immediately. Yeah. Well, I feel like gonna, he said it, and if he didn't, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, life, so. yeah, I'm gonna say that he said it, and I'm gonna be like a, another wrong opinion mm-hmm. on the board. Mm-hmm. You're gonna summon him. I know. Anyway, among the plethora of legends surrounding subterranean creatures, let's actually dive into our real hero of the night. The Third Eye Man. 
Hails Third Eye Blind. Woo! You know, this reminds me of Sparky Sparky Boom Man from Avatar The Last Airbender because he's a combustion bender and he has that like weird eyeball tattoo on his eye. Oh, is that what this guy has? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all, actually. <laughs> no correlation. <laughs> uh, I've been rewatching Avatar, so maybe that's where it's coming from. Um, but no, the third eye man hails from South Carolina and stands out as one of the most peculiar and disconcerting legends to come crawling from the murky depths of humanity's filth. This unsettling legend revolves around the tunnel systems connected to the University of South Carolina, where rumors of an enigmatic underground figure dating back to the 1800s first emerged. The subsequent documented sightings of this mysterious entity left witnesses perplexed and unnerved. One such encounter took place in the evening of November 12, 1949, just before 10.45 p.m. Two students were strolling near the Long Street Theater when they were abruptly captivated by a bizarre sight. To their astonishment, an unidentified individual dressed in a silver suit pried open a manhole cover, revealing the entrance to the subterranean tunnel system's belief. Beneath. Having a stroke. The manner in which I thought in my head, I'm like fucking crushing this paragraph. Uh, the manner in which this man defied logic added to the intrigue. He effortlessly descended into the depths and skillfully repositioned the manhole cover over the top of the hole, leaving no trace of his presence above ground. I could be totally out of pocket here, but there is, I personally don't find it that suspicious and eerie and crazy to see a man um, crawl in and out of a sewer tunnel. It's the manhole cover is what's weird because those are like 250 pounds and for him to just kind of like move it and then be able to like reposition it over. Also, just a guy crawling into a sewer through a manhole cover while wearing a silver suit. Are you for real that not? What else would you wear? I don't know. If I was going to crawl into a sewer system, I would pick my worst outfit, which would probably be a silver suit if I owned that. That would be your best outfit because I know every one of your outfits and that would be tight if you had a silver <laughs> so. it would be what i crawl in and out of the sewers with. yeah well all right i guess you're right you're right the sighting of this peculiar figure who had come to be known as the third eye man set the stage for a tapestry of rumors and speculation that continued to circulate for years witness accounts varied with some describing the figure as possessing a literal third eye in the center of his forehead while others focused on the disconcerting silver suit that he and Noel supposedly share. Here's the thing. A fucking guy hanging out in a silver suit with a third eye on, like, with a third eye visible to people going in and out of this, like, sewer systems by a college, right? This was by a university? Yeah. That's just a humanities professor. I don't know. I feel like you've become too numb to the nonsense because no, this is like, a little creepy. <laughs> 1950? You, like... I bet he rides to school to work on a unicycle. And no, on one of those big suit. bikes with the big yeah. old wheels. The and one the big wheel, the yeah, t- yeah that like turn of the century <laughs> fucking bike. Yeah. Either way, he's coming in on some sort of bike that is mm-hmm. weird and inappropriate, honestly, wearing oddball clothing, including, um, I bet like he took MDMA once. He's about to go, he's about to quit his job and protest like the Vietnam War. Maybe. But but he can't protest until he washes his suit in the tunnel. Um, So that later on, so that was his first sighting at this university. 
But later, on the evening of April 7th, 1950, another series of events unfolded, reigniting the intrigue surrounding this figure known as the Sewer Man and capturing the attention of the surrounding communities once again. It all began when a diligent local police officer conducted his routine patrol at the university grounds, keenly observing the area. During his patrol near the loading docks close to Long Street Theater, he stumbled upon a disquieting scene, two chickens ruthlessly slaughtered and left on the street. Recognizing the need to report this unusual discovery, the officer promptly made his way back to his patrol car, intending to inform his superiors and conduct a thorough investigation if deemed necessary. I'm not trying to say that this is a waste of time and resources, but I just feel like there are bigger crimes going on on a university campus than two dead chickens in the <laughs> middle of the street. He's like, I need all units. I need all units. We need a thorough investigation. I need DNA I kits. And it's like, uh... This is the first time in history a cop has done their due diligence at the site yeah. of the crime. And it's dead chickens yeah he's like no cocks on my watch see (laughs) um however little did he anticipate the surreal encounter that awaited him upon his return to the scene of the crime an encounter that defied rational explanation and sent shivers down his spine a cop actually investigating something no he he saw a reflection of himself and he's like what (laughs) have i done as the officer retraced his steps Anticipating the undisturbed remnants of the slaughtered chickens. Be so fucking for real. (laughs) He was suddenly confronted by a sight that struck fear into his core. Standing near the grisly remains, cloaked in darkness and emitting an ethereal presence, was the figure of the third eye man. The elusive being, whose existence had long intrigued and perplexed the local community, now stood before him, casting an aura of otherworldliness that permeated in the air. This is just a guy who takes some edibles and then goes and walks the streets and is like, I'm going to freak some people out. (laughs) What the fuck is a aura of otherworldliness? And it's just a guy standing there in a silver suit. No, it's when you go somewhere that's like haunted or creepy and you're like, this place is terrible and I can feel it in my bones. I think you need to have more reverence for the third eye man. I just very much feel like he is a humanities mm-hmm. professor at this fucking university. Oh, and he's like testing out some acid he made in the student lab. <laughs> Where'd the eye come from then? He drew it on himself. Oh my. You're just a hater. Through and through sometimes. Say what you will. <laughs> so <I> never <laughs> denied it. <laughs> but yeah, I was waiting for a response and you're just patiently waiting for me to Go on to the next sentence. I shall go on, and I will continue to narrate what I'm doing out loud, because I don't know how to stop. The officer, overcome by fear and disbelief in the face of this unexpected and eerie presence, found himself momentarily paralyzed. The sewer man, clad in his enigmatic silver suit and exuding this unsettling aura, defied logical explanation. A man in a silver three-piece suit? Although the encounter was brief and difficult for the officer to fully comprehend, speculation and rumors once again coursed through the community as individuals grappled with the inexplicable nature of these encounters, desperately seeking answers to the enduring mysteries that enshrouded this figure emerging from the depths of the subterranean realm. 
the sudden (laughs) the sudden appearance of the strange man in the silver suit contemplating what the lifeless chickens once again sent a shiver down the officer's spine Reacting instinctively, he retrieved his flashlight I thought it was and shot mercilessly yeah, <laughs> into this unsuspecting yeah. being that did nothing wrong. Yeah, but instead he aimed the beam at the figure, briefly revealing an incomprehensible sight. His skin had a silver-gray hue, defying natural human pigmentation. His countenance bore partial disfigurement, adding to the terrifying nature of his presence. And most striking and inexplicable of all was the third eye positioned prominently on the man's forehead. Oh my god. I figured it out. Hmm. Have you seen the mugshot lineups of people who get caught huffing paint? I feel like I've seen it. And specifically the the people who are, like, they're caught and arrested and then obviously get their mugshot taken after they've, like, inhaled a can of silver paint. They look exactly like this. There's, like, a a specific, like, the first two pictures, I just said mugshot of person huffing paint, and there were two of them that's, like, silver all over their mouths. But look at this, like. Yeah. This is literally it. Look at this crazy bastard. That look is going to haunt me forever because this guy looks I remember like- seeing one and he looked like fucking Silver Surfer. <laughs> That's this fucking guy. We remember when uh Mad Max came out and I would we would get that like edible paint for like cakes in the crumb yeah. and we would spray it on our mouths. Yeah. That's kind of what I've- it looks like. Anyway, look at this picture I'm sending over to you cuz that guy I'm going to see that guy in my dreams and he's going to ask me to pay him back the money I owe him. He looks like a sleep paralysis demon. <laughs> yeah, that's the new hat man. Oh my but like, God. this is that guy. And I imagine that after huffing fucking silver paint, you also then <laughs> yeah. draw a third eye on your fucking head. But I don't think they had, did they have paint to be huffed? Spray in the paint? 50s? When was spray paint invented? 1949. <gasps> oh, the humanities professor the got fucked up. We cracked the literal case. This was the exact day, the exact time that fucking spray paint was invented. Was the exact <laughs> fucking time that the first encounter took place. Oh my god! I oh. also like that we now have that in our back pocket for a trivia night, and we now know when spray paint was invented. And it was like aluminum. Um, so oh my god yeah because like the wizard of oz they put the tin man in like actual lead paint Mm -hmm. oh my god and that's why you would draw a fucking third eye on your goddamn head and go be a creep and crawl in and out of the sewers oh my fucking god we just cracked this bitch wide open wide open i should just we should just end the episode right now. yeah damn it's like nothing else matters we figured it out but anyway Poorly for you, there's still two more pages to read. No, Here three more go. pages. We're only at the end of four of seven. <laughs> Overwhelmed by shock, the officer hastily retreated, seeking refuge in his patrol car. Conscious of the emergency and urgency, he called for backup to confront this mysterious figure that defied understanding. As the officer retreated, his mind was filled with questions. What explained the silver suit, the disfigured appearance, the presence of a third eye? Was it all a hoax, 
a misperception or an encounter beyond the realms of human experience. Or, or a secret recently discovered option. Yeah. Huffing the first creations yeah. of silver spray paint. Right. Yeah. It was. Yeah. We have to suspend that belief, though, because there's quite a few more things. Okay. Through. Okay. But it's, yeah, it was just Home Depot or Lowe's. Uh, the <laughs> arrival of backup marked a turning point as authorities sought to apprehend the mysterious individual and shed light on the enigma. However, the fate of the Third Eye Man and the resolution of these questions surrounding him remain shrouded in mystery, inviting the imagination to wander among countless possibilities in the realm of the unknown. You see, as the police officer who was awaiting the arrival of backup remained by his car until assistance finally came, uh, there was it was just straight up gone. The officers approached the spot where the figure had stood moments before, and they found an eerie emptiness. Stray feathers and random bones were the only remnants, offering scant evidence to support the officer's account. Although the arriving officers acknowledged their colleagues believed that he had witnessed something. He feared that his colleagues would forever attribute his description to a hallucination brought on by fear. So it's one of those, like, I believe that you believe you saw it. Mm. Typical. Mm-hmm. Following this perplexing incident, no official sightings of the third eye man were reported again for nearly 30 years. Rumors and whispers persisted within the university campus, perpetuating the legend of the figure lurking beneath the surface. Unofficial accounts continued to circulate among the community, fueled by curiosity and a lingering sense of unease, reinforcing the enduring fascination with the sewer man. Sorry, I had to burp. Oh, is that what that was? (laughs) Ew, that looks like a cough. Yeah, it was a burp cough. In the late 1960s, during an October evening, the mystery surrounding the third-eyed man resurfaced. This time, the encounter involved multiple witnesses, a group of male students who had gathered in the steam tunnels near the university for a frat house initiation ritual. They're all just going to go make out with each other. Yeah. Um, Unbeknownst to them, their intended ceremony would be interrupted by the reappearance of the silver-suited figure emerging from the shadows in an unsettling manner. Again, just a yeah. guy huffing tape. Yeah, hey, you guys. Like, I'm going to go fuck with these <laughs> yeah. fat boys. Yeah. As the students prepared for the initiation ritual, their excitement turned to alarm as the sewer man materialized before them. His sudden appearance sent shockwaves through the group, intensifying their unease. Their concern deepened upon noticing the man's grip on a lead pipe, hinting at the potential for good old-fashioned violence. I just imagine Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I see here. Like, that is what my mind's eye is envisioning. Just like the guy who's had terrible luck. Yeah, just a guy. Crazy hijinks. A top hat and a silver suit that's clearly all been spray-painted, covered in spray paint because he just huffed it, and now he's all tweaked out and he's grabbed yeah. a fucking lead pipe and he's like i'm gonna fucking kill you like i just yeah. that's what i see here when when the alien in the simpsons was actually just mr burns like on yeah. his medicine yeah exactly so with alarming speed the figure charged towards a group of students igniting a surge of panic fear consumed them as they realized the imminent threat and driven by adrenaline they swiftly turned and sprinted towards the nearest tunnel entrance desperate to escape the clutches of the mysterious assailant However, one unfortunate student found himself trapped in the grip of the sewer man, his leg held firmly by the haunting figure. 
A desperate struggle ensued, resulting in cuts and scratches to the student's face and hands inflicted by the assailant. For miraculously, he managed to break free, joining his companions in their frantic retreat. The harrowing encounter left the group of students traumatized, their minds reeling from the chilling brush with the sewer man's aggression. I wonder what that's like to be afraid to go out at night because a man will chase you. Oh, who would know? Oh. Definitely not the frat boys. No. So the physical wounds served as reminders of the danger lurking within the underground tunnels, further reinforcing the belief in the reality of the legend. And luckily enough for the boys, the injuries and their shared accounts was enough for their report to be taken seriously by the local police. Wonder what that's like. Yeah. I know. Oh, a, a I know. couple. Of, <laughs> I know. A couple of university boys go to the police and are immediately believed and helped and assisted wow. in whatever hijinks they got into. They're helped, helped because in response, the entrances to the steam tunnels were sealed off, which effectively restricted access. And this closure contributed to the decline in reported sightings in recent de decades, since it acted as a physical barrier and a deterrent for exploration. Yeah, because the same guys who are huffing paint can't go do it in yeah. the secrecy and privacy right. of the fucking tunnels anymore. Mm -hmm. And the sealing of the tunnels implies the potential lingering presence of the sewer man within the subterranean depths. Restricted access and the perceived risks associated with entering the sealed off areas added to the atmosphere of mystery and apprehension. The legend persists with the unsettling thought of the silver-suited man still lurking beneath the University of South Carolina, shrouded in the depths of its underground networks. And the enduring tale of the sewer man serves as a chilling reminder that beneath the surface of ordinary lives, unseen realms and enigmatic figures may lurk, wrapped in shadows and secrets. It invites contemplation and speculation, urging us to ponder the limits of our understandings and the depths of the unknown. I very much believe that this sewer man of the Carolinas is real, but I also think that he's just a guy. Yeah. In the sewers, huffing a little paint. Yeah. Drugs seem more likely. I always want to just like, in my mind though, do you ever think that it was like so much more innocent back then? Like, I know we were murdering like millions of people in war and all that stuff, but then you're like, Everybody waited to have sex before they got married, and then they had two to three children per household. And then no way. Blah, 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 blah. You have been so brainwashed with I know. Um, boomer propaganda because, like, this was the same like era of people who are now finding out through Twenty Three and Me is given to them on Christmas Day that their parents aren't their fucking parents, and everyone is out here fucking and sucking whoever they wanted to. I know. I just, I think of like the Pleasantville movie where everyone's just like, leave it to Beaver-esque. And I'm like, damn, people probably were huffing paint. Yeah, absolutely. I'm telling you for sure. This is also like, you know, in what Carolina, South Carolina? Yeah. In the 1940s and 50s, people were burning lowercase t's and motherfuckers for yeah. yards. I guess, yeah, and I guess all of, like, the horrors of war, you have to huff something. Yeah, like, this was not very good times, I'll guarantee that. I'll tell you right now, nothing good was happening in South Carolina in 1949. Uh, yeah, I would be remiss to yeah. say that probably nothing good is happening there even now. Yeah. Are they all guarantee as, it? I know it's South Carolina, but were, did they count as part of the South? Um, was South, you know, public school? <laughs> I know. I'm Googling it. Was South Carolina part of the Confederacy? Um, so, 
One of 10 other Southern states, including South Carolina, formed the Confederate States of America. Well, that's what they get for being Southerners. That's what they get. Um, hmm. Yep. yep. Maybe, win, maybe win a domestic war once or twice, but yet again, the North prevails. Wow. Look at, they deserve everything that happens to them. <laughs> So as the journey of human civilization unfolds, the relentless pursuit of knowledge and the intrepid exploration of the unknown may eventually illuminate the truth behind these mysterious subterranean creatures. But until that time arrives, we are left to contemplate, speculate, and weave our own narratives around the enigmatic beings that dwell in the hidden depths beneath our feet. I'm not trying to be victim blaming, but all I'm saying is if you are a frat boy um, from South Carolina... And you get beat by a man covered in silver spray paint high off of his ass with a fucking lead pipe. Mm -hmm. You probably deserved it. Yeah, I agree. You walk through his bean pit. You're just trying to have a good day. You exist as a man from the South. You got to get chased at least once. You got to get chased in a sewer by a man high off of fumes Yeah, at I least once. Yeah, I don't feel bad for you. Yeah, I don't in feel fact, bad at all. What were you wearing to elicit yeah. such a response? What were they wearing? That's one thing this story left out is what were those frat boys wearing? Yep. And they didn't Probably say they had their ankles showing like a bunch of fucking sluts. Who are's? Walk them away. They were clearly asking for it. Mm hmm. But that is in it. that man's so sewers. <laughs> in <laughs> that man's sewer. <laughs> yeah. You can't just walk into someone's sewer dressed like that and expect nothing to happen to you. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Um, I have to say, though, I did not think that you would go with the denier route of it just being a man on drugs. I was hoping that you would go with like subterranean mutant. I can't believe you never got there in the first place. Maybe it's I've been living on State Street for too long, but I've seen this man. This yeah. man lives by me. I have experienced this, and I'm just telling you like it is. Actually, that could have been the man who tried to like take my money that one time, and I didn't realize I was being robbed. And I went, yeah, ooh, me? <laughs> and then I just kept walking to my car. Chelsea <laughs> has been held hostage twice by my house. Yeah, but one time it was effective, and they did get my food. And it was so uncomfortable. I was she, like, oh. pay, she literally got like, had to pay the troll toll to like yeah. leave the parking lot. He was like, give me everything you got. She's like, okay. <laughs> My French fries. <laughs> <laughs> and he took oh, them. He took, he cleaned me out. Yeah, I bet he did. Did you get back in line? No, I went home in shame. <laughs> I just didn't get back in line. I'm so I could go on the carousel and the merry-go-round of getting fucking held up. No. <laughs> Oh, I went home shit. and I licked my wounds. <laughs> just. Damn. Well, now we all know if we're ever in a pinch, it's so easy to rob Chelsea. All you got to do is ask. Yeah. And then, well, then, then that other guy was like, come on, come on, come on, your money. And then, who, me? And then That's everyone honestly, like, I saw a video just this morning of a man trying to rob a nail salon and he has like his hand in a bag. You know what I mean? The classic. And he's like, give me all your money. And bothered. everyone's just looking at him like he's fucking crazy. And even the guy working the front desk just picks up the phone and can, like, it's ringing. He picks yeah. it up and schedules the person. And he's like, give me all your money. And everyone's just looking at him. Like, he did it five <laughs> times and everyone's just looking at him. A girl, like, gets her phone out and is, like, playing a, a fucking, yeah. I don't know, Cause Scrabble with friends. And he just stops 
puts his hands down and walks out the door. Yeah, and I know he went home and cried. <laughs> there is a clear and present danger when you go into a nail salon. And it isn't the guy robbing you. It is the mm-hmm. war you fight within yourself of hating what they are doing to your nails and not saying anything to them. Yep. To and you're yep. just like, fuck, dude, I want my nails shorter. And you're like, can you make them shorter? And they don't go shorter at all. And they're like, that good? And you're like, a little shorter? And then they don't move it at all. And they're like, that's good. And then you're like, and then you're just quiet the whole time. You're like, I yeah. wanted red nails. And they like spit in your face. And they're like, fuck you. You get burgundy. And you're like, Ugh. I have had my nails either not clipped enough or clipped so far that they bleed. And frankly, I would have appreciated a man with a gun coming in at that point. Because yeah. <laughs> I needed to I get the fuck out of there. Went with a friend to get her acrylic nails taken off. And then to just mm-hmm. get a... Uh, a manicure and the lady just pulled an acrylic nail off and my friend went ow and tried to pull her hand away and the lady went baby baby and slapped her hand <laughs> hell yeah hell and yeah we were just like and my friend was just looking at me and the pain that mm-hmm. made her pupils go into tiny pinpricks while she I believe like it. this woman just tore she went through Geneva Convention violating torture yeah. in that chair and said nothing. And you had to pay extra because they make you pay extra for the nail removal. And she tipped her. You Hell think yeah. I care about a guy with a gun to my head? I'm getting nope. my fucking fingernails ripped off. That's what I'm saying. That man was probably a welcome sight. Yeah. Um, like, put a bullet in me. I've been done for <laughs> weeks now. The bullet would probably relieve <laughs> the pain, honestly. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Uh, speaking of things that make you feel good, <laughs> you should go to the link tree in all of our bios. We are at Go to Hell Podcast. I am at Noelle Fane. That is at Sith Lard. And in that link tree, you can find a link to our Patreon. A dollar gets you in. New episodes every week. Go hang out. Go have fun. Go talk a little shit. It's a good time. You can also find a link to our merch page. Thank you so much for everyone buying shirts. We've had so it's been so fun with these like last couple shirt drops and everyone loving them. Um, I Very appreciate surprising. it. Yeah. yeah, it's super fun, super cool. Um, love it, love, love, love it. You can also find a link to Kelly Holloran or at Wildwood Owls Etsy. She makes cool shit for us, and she just makes cool shit in general, so check it out. Um, we have a link to the Facebook group for the Boomers and the Discord server for everyone else. And I don't know why you need it, but we also have links to listen to us anywhere podcasts are heard. And that's not all that. That's and... Today, today specifically, today as I sweat profusely, no matter how much deodorant I put on, still end up stinking, I literally scrub my armpits with exfoliator and an exfoliating mitt, and it's still, I just, nothing fucking works, and I'm so sick of it. So here I would like to reach out a hand in the darkness, if you will, and hope that it grabs back and helps me with clearly whatever demon possession is inside of my armpit. And for that, I call upon the Lord of Lords, the Dark Lord himself, with a Hail Satan. Mm. Um, You know, despite all of my shortcomings when it comes to my health, I have a baby angel in both armpits. They keep them bone dry at all times. And for that, I say, Hail Secret. The cheapest. <laughs> that took me on a ride. I like that one. Thank you. 
All right, let's get the hail out of here. Get the hail out of here. Bye. Bye.